Hello and welcome to the Diz Dads Podcast Midweek Destinations and Diversions Show. It's the Dad Show, your hump day Disney vacation fix for Wednesday, August 28th, 2019. Dad Show is brought to you by Kingdom Strollers. Kingdom Strollers is Orlando's premium stroller and crib rental vendor. Why pay more for a less comfortable, less versatile stroller in the theme parks? Make your reservation at KingdomStrollers.com. You'll pay less for the rental, and they'll deliver the stroller of your choice to your resort. And pick it up from the resort at the end of your vacation for free. Kingdom Strollers, your first choice for Orlando's stroller rentals and a Disney-featured stroller vendor. This week on The Dad Show, we welcome back Bob Chavez, who got a, a bit of a bonus Disney trip this past year. So uh, welcome back to the show, Bob. I'm always happy to be here, Aaron. So the last time we talked on the show, I believe as we were closing, you said something to the effect of, you know, this is going to be the last trip for a while. We're not scheduled to go back until, and I believe you said something about 2022. Right. The plan was to save save up and go f- during the 50th anniversary not maybe not October 1st but during the 50th anniversary year it was kind of like we had gone in January 19 that was our like our schedule because you know there's other places we want right, to see right. in in the world Okay. So, so the original plan was that, that, you know, you were not scheduled to, to take another trip for another couple of years, but you had this opportunity that kind of, you know, popped into your lap. Um, somebody that you knew had some DVC right. points that they needed to get rid of, offered them to you at a fair price. And, uh, so you rented some, some DVC points and, and, you know, it's worth mentioning that one of the things that, sort of makes it challenging for the Chavez family is that uh, your family's expanded a couple of times in the recent past here. Uh, it, it, it has. So <laughs> I have, so I, I kind of have to address that as part of the. Sure, sure. Go ahead. Um, we have four biological children and in the past three years have atop, adopted two additional children. So now there's six in the family, uh, six kids plus the wife and I. So we're eight people. And right, right yeah. now, um, the babies are under three. And so Art of Animation Studios still can kind of work for us officially. It's cramped. Well, the, the, I'm sorry, not the, not, the, not the regular rooms at Art of Animation. The Art of, Art of Animation family suites technically work yeah, because yeah. one yes. under three doesn't count. <laughs> Correct, but now we have two under three, and the fire marshal might get a little bit suspicious yeah. of uh, of that. So, so we really do need to either rent two standard rooms or look for other options for how to stay if we're going to stay on property, or you know. And then, uh, of course, off property is an option. That being said, there was a, a DVC uh, came about a fair price for the rental points, and I 
half serious, half jokingly sent a screenshot of the of the message to to the missus and said, "Hey, what are we doing? Ha ha!" And a couple of emails and a couple of texts later, she's writing a check to a semi stranger over the internet for uh, <laughs> room reservation for for May of uh, of twenty nineteen. Okay, so. Uh, you know, it, it did pop up a bit unplanned, but you did have some time to put the trip together, right? So you still had no. – were, were, how close were you to, to travel when you actually, um, you know, booked the reservation? Sure. I think and, – and I'm guessing here. Um, I would say it was likely uh, November, December time frame when we actually – so we were well ahead of the six-month of um, – okay. for dinner reservations. Good. If Good. you want to – if you want to – think about that as far as like planning goes we were ahead of that uh well in advance so right uh it was at least november when when this all came to fruition that we were going to go okay so that that's good so you had the full range of time to plan and, and it's especially important when you're traveling with a larger group like this because reservations for eight is <laughs> it's twice as difficult right as reservations for four because realistically speaking at a lot of restaurants that's that's ultimately what you're getting is the same space that would be two four-person reservations and to the the uh the new ones the the smaller children are still babies i mean we adopted but they are our babies they're under three and they have um all children have special, you know, getting used to being in restaurants and things takes oh, sure. time and some kids adapt to it and some kids don't. And uh, these particular little ones uh, really haven't become comfortable in restaurants yet. And okay. so luckily or unluckily, we didn't really plan a lot of, of meal reservations um, because they weren't going to uh, appreciate them. Our older ones have done enough of them, and we were excited at the opportunity to use the DVC room, to use the kitchen. Oh, sure. Um, as as it's intended, um, <laughs> more so than we we have in, in the past, and right. and uh, so that's what we did, and it worked. <laughs> Okay, well, so that's an invitation, I think, to dig in a little more to the whole question of accommodations, because this was a big part of what was sort of new for you about this particular trip, is uh, the the room there at Animal Kingdom Lodge. Now, did you end up with a, a one-bedroom or a two-bedroom? So we did end up with the, with the two-bedroom um, in Kidani Village, okay. and uh, the... Um, the stepping back for just a moment is that the two bedroom in Kidani Village sleeps eight people. Right. Um, the Disney recognizes my family as being six people because there's two that are under eight. Right. Um, and so my wife took that as an opportunity. She always wants to share Walt Disney World with other people when she can. Right. Her cousin and her husband got married in Walt Disney World. Not got married. Um, what's the step you take before you get married? Uh, got engaged. Got en Thank you. They got engaged at Walt Disney World, like on Main Street. They had a whole like thing, and it was beautiful. And so they have now a two-year-old daughter. Hey, we have this extra room. There might be room. Would you guys like to tag along? And they said, sure, that sounds great. We would love to. So we did have space for them 
legally, officially, on paper. Um, and there was room in the room for everybody. But there's still challenges that go along with being in a room with somebody for for five nights. And, uh, sure. you know, we made the best of it. Um, so uh, the way the the room is set up is that there's the common area, if you will, which has a, gal- a small little galley kitchen, uh, fold-out sofa, fold-out chair, nice television, and like a, a dining table. Um, then there's a master bedroom with a master bath, and then there's a uh, what we would amount to be a studio. But it, even though this particular room wasn't a lock-off, it was as though there was a studio with two beds in it with its own separate Right. Um, washing. Right. So in, in Disney's official parlance, they call that that common room the parlor. You've got a master bedroom, and then what they call the second master has, uh, instead of the one king bed, it has two queen beds in it. And each of those quote-unquote masters has a full bathroom. Exactly. So the whole complete family, the other mom and dad and daughter took that second uh master uh and then our children slept kind of in the fold-out couch in the chair right and then uh we had the the big bedroom although we did need the uh like a air mattress pack and play for the two little ones and you know because babies it's useful overnight if you can lock them someplace so that they can't <laughs> wreak havoc on the entire rest of the hotel yeah, um, yeah although you know that's the one the one nice thing about those doors the exterior doors being pretty heavy Right. Is that they're, they're, yeah. you know, difficult for a little one to open on their own. They are. And that doesn't mean they don't try. No. But luckily, uh, they also make enough noise uh, <laughs> that they can stir you out of a pretty sound sleep when yes. you start uh, start hearing that clicking. So um, so that was uh, that was the plan. Like I said, we didn't make a lot of reservations because our plan was to use the kitchen for breakfasts, make sandwiches for lunches and then do more or less the quick serve uh, style dinner and then have a late night or, right. you know, the Taiju over meal in the park and then cook food when we got back um, in the evening. So that was the plan going in. Okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk in a minute about the execution of that plan, but that was the plan going in. And, and it's a good example of yes, that two bedroom suite, you know, even renting points is, is not inexpensive, but the extra, money you spend up front on that room, you know, gave you the opportunity to potentially leverage uh, some unique features of the room to save money in, in significant ways on, on food for, you know, eight people plus five more people who, yeah, I mean, who are not your immediate family. Right. Well, correct. And so you, uh, you said five, I didn't actually address the, the, after we planned the trip with the, uh, the cousin and her husband and their child, both his mom and her mom said, oh, we want to see her, the the granddaughter. She's the only granddaughter on either side. Uh-huh. So they wanted to see her see Disney World. So they got a room over at one of the All-Stars. Um, and she, they so, so both grandmas shared a room, um, okay. but they still kind of hung out with us right. um, in our room. But they, they adjourned for a quiet night's sleep in the evenings. <laughs> Can't hardly blame them, really. Um, all right. So, so you've got this, you know, gaggle of 12 (laughs) total, right? Um, 
can I count? Eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, nope, 13. <laughs> you have this gaggle of 13. Um, and you have plenty of lead time to plan. So talk to me about fast pass planning when you have 13, two of whom are grandparents, two of whom are, you know, pre requiring tickets and, you know, up through teenagers, right? You have the full range of ages here to satisfy with your touring plan. So when it comes to planning, we met a few times in advance of our 60 day window. And I had said, our plan was not going to be to get any dinner reservations. So any characters you guys want to do, you should make those independent and on your own because we're not going to be joining you for that. I mean, eight people, $30 a head, or even six people that are paying, right, you know, right. it's, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Adds um, up in a hurry. It does. So we, we did not, and that's fine. Um, and so what I told them that I was going to do is I'm going to make the fast pass reservations for my kids based on what they like. And I have teenagers. They're going to want to do uh, the thrill rides and things like that. They have a three-year-old. So those thrill rides may not be exactly what they want. And so I said, what I would do is make the reservations you can and then pair up what you have with what we have. And maybe we can line up to all be at Buzz Lightyear at about the same time. All right. And uh, and that's kind of what they did. And it wound up working out well enough that it worked. <laughs> okay. So so I think it it's a healthy way to handle it, right? Is it, look, we can't really be responsible for everybody's reservations because if we do, we're not going to end up with reservations for anybody um, because getting this many people the exact same time slots, there just aren't that many slots available. We're going to be handcuffing ourselves. So, you know, letting people make their own and then overlapping gave you a better chance of coinciding. Exactly. And um, it helped that he was he was into Disney and he uh, uh, is enough of a computer guy that even though there are times we all want to throw Disney's app through a plate glass window, um, <laughs> he was able to interact with it enough to get all of their fast pass reservations to work for them. And How is it that cetera, you were in my office so that, with me on Friday morning? I, I was not in your office on Friday morning. I just, uh, so like I said, and then the, the final time we met, we talked a lot about, um, again, with 13 people, we talked a lot about our food prep just because, um, we knew going in, like, we've got this kitchen, let's make the best of it. Let's, you know, prepare food in advance when we can cook breakfast every morning. So we're not, you know, arriving to the park and then having to go to main street bakery for a muffin just because somebody forgot to eat. Mm -hmm. Um, so those pre meetings wound up working out pretty well, um, to make sure everybody was on board to have the same reasonable expectations for the trip, because anytime you want to go to Walt Disney world and see everything, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. I mean, it's hard enough to see everything if it's just a couple of adults who can move at their pace and, you know, jump around really quickly. It's, it's, it's a different animal trying to steer a ship that includes, you know, six children and two grandparents. Yeah. So like I said, we, we did enough pre-planning 
and we set enough expectations to where we all had a pretty good idea what we were, you know, what is your must do, like your one, maybe two must do's and, and things of that nature. Right. Um, they hadn't seen Flight of Passage. And I was saying, we have to do everything we can to get Flight of Passage fast passes. But if we can't, that's okay. We just have to do the rope drop method. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm crazy. We're not going to get up that early. No ride is worth it. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you guys can do what you want, but my <laughs> kids will be, we are gonna be there in the car. So um, we wound up convincing them that that's how we were going to do it, and they and it worked out. But well, we can address that in a little bit. Okay. All right. Well, so that's a good sort of entry point, I think, maybe to to start talking a little bit about parks, because um, we'll we'll wind back to some of the room issues here in a little bit. But um, I want to go ahead and. and get talking about the parks and you mentioned as we were getting ready to record that, uh, you started your, your park touring in, um, Epcot. And it's, it's important here to, to note that one of the other things that made this trip a sort of a financial possibility is that Disney ran, um, an offer that was really great this past summer for, um, the, these four park magic tickets. And they were, they're a little bit less flexible than, a regular ticket and they weren't, you can't upgrade them to, to add park hopper. But the, the key to these tickets and what made them a little less expensive is that you could visit each of the four Walt Disney World theme parks, but only once per park. Exactly. And so we had an Epcot day. When you left Epcot, you were done. It was over. We had our Magic Kingdom day. We left Magic Kingdom. You were done. It was over. You could co- leave and come back, of course. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, that was your Magic Kingdom day. At the end of the day, that was your Animal Kingdom day. At the end of the day, that was your Hollywood Studio day. So it was great um, that you knew you were going to go to all the parks. You didn't have to worry about catching a bus to hop. And should we go back to the room and then go to the other park? Or should we? It was so having that kind of pinned downness um, wound up working out pretty well. Although, Looking back, I will admit that I definitely did a couple of things just just not right when it came to planning the parks okay. um, in the order of the days. Um, so like you said, we started with Epcot. And the reason we started with Epcot is because our first day in the park, we arrived on Monday, but our first day in the park was the Tuesday. And we picked Epcot because it had late night extra magic hours on that Tuesday. So we're staying on property. Oh, we want to see illuminations because we knew it was closing and I wanted to make sure we had a good spot for illuminations, but then try to ride a ride after it. That was the plan going into the day. Okay. Um, so we arrived at Epcot and the, I don't want to call them remnants, but um, flower and garden was coming to a close. And okay. so we still had the topiaries and, and everything. We're still up the Mickey grill and Donald duck. And I'm like, what a wonderful opportunity to bust out my Christmas present because I got this year for Christmas, a DSLR. I got a oh, Nikon okay. D5600. We're staying at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. It came with a 7300 zoom lens. I am going to get pictures of everything. We're going to frame them and blow them up to poster size and it's going to be awesome so we walk in get like 
seven pictures of topiaries and the battery light starts blinking at me. Uh-oh. Not a problem. Um, we can sit and get the baby a bottle and I'll plug in the battery next to the wall. Like I'll get a table next to a wall, plug it in. It'll be fine. Ready to go. Right. Right. Okay. Did not have the battery charger. Ouch. Battery charger for the brand new camera. First trip at Disney world. Going to take all these great pictures. Not there. Not, (laughs) not, not in, not, Forgot it in the room. Forgot it at home in St. Louis. Yeah, I've been there and done that. By the way, um, now I was lucky. I was traveling um, for work purposes. I had a, a meeting in Walt Disney World, and I'd forgotten my camera. And I had intended to take a whole bunch of pictures. And I was really lucky because since I was traveling by myself, I could tell my wife exactly where the charger was, and she dropped it in FedEx for me. Uh, and I only missed, you know about a day and a half of, of pictures, but I, I feel for you there. She goes, so my wife heard me crying and complaining. She's like, why don't I just order it off Amazon? It'll arrive at our hotel by, you'll get two full parks still. If I order it right now, because it was, it was like 1030 in the morning. Yeah, You'll get two full parks because if we have Amazon Prime, they'll deliver it. It'll be fine. No, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. So that was first, it was forgetting it. Second, it was not just letting her order the second battery charger. So like a freaking fool, I spent the, I brought the camera with us everywhere we went, hoping and praying that some other tourist would have happened to have a Nikon camera hanging around their neck that I could ask if they had a battery (laughs) charger that would be compatible. I wish I was kidding, but I'm not. Like, I approached so many people, who, and frankly, who didn't speak English as a first language, so they looked at me like I was crazy. I'm like, can I borrow your battery charger? It was For, unfortunate. For future reference, Bob, you can, achieve much of the same, you can achieve much of the same effect by simply walking around with the battery in your pocket. Um literally did not occur to me until right this second. (laughs) Okay. So camera issue aside. Yes. uh, Epcot was a pretty decent day. Um, Specific attractions that we hit. I couldn't tell you right now, which ones we did. I will say though, that I know we did not do nearly the number of attractions that I would have wanted to. Right. And my biggest fear was that I would keep the older kids from having as much fun as they could because I was dealing with the little ones. And unfortunately, I think that to an extent that happened. Our right. travel party, because you had four adults attempting to cater to one child, and that's all they really wanted to do, they, they worked out real well. They did dinner at Acker Shoes where they did uh, or maybe it was a lunch but they got to meet a bunch of princesses and they did all of the rides that would work for them. So that worked out well and I'm happy for them but um, Space Zipper everything wound up having lines especially later in the day because it was an extra magic hour day so crowds just kept coming all day. So what looking back what I would have done is figure out which parks had extra magic hours and maybe not chosen those parks. Um, 
Because yeah, but see, it's still hard because you designed. knew you only had one day, and so you know when you've only got the one day in the park, you're you're doing what you can to try and maximize the amount of time you have. So, yeah, and so that was that was the um, you know we we did stick around for illuminations, which was great. Uh, my son Robert couldn't find anything to eat in Epcot because he's very much the uh, chicken nugget French fry kid, and we were way back by Germany. And so I'm like, oh, let's go get something from the pizza window at uh, Via Napoli. That, 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 that particular place doesn't have a pizza window. Yeah, they, they had it for a little while, and it just never really worked very well. Um, and I think they just they just discontinued it because the, the guest satisfaction from the pizza that came out of the window was so low that they were afraid it was going to drag down the rest of the restaurant. Ah. So then as we were walking by, there was a cart. And it had words that I didn't know um, on there, and it looked like they were serving flatbread, and flatbread is often code for pizza. So I'm like, oh, we'll just grab one of these. It wound up being like a, a vinaigrette with uh, parsley and tomato and, and uh, mozzarella on it. Yeah, he didn't eat that. So <laughs> I felt bad for my kid. <laughs> yeah, um, rough lunch there. But I did get to see Illuminations. I know... I, I like Illuminations, but I don't have the emotional connection to Illuminations that I know a lot of other dads have. I'm so glad I was able to see it one last time. But if I hadn't, I still probably would have been okay. Sure. Um, so so, wait, so, so let me ask night, you this real quickly get... before we leave it. You know, you, you, you sure. got your chance to say farewell to Illuminations. Uh, are you uh, going to be really you know, extra excited to see the show that comes next. Um, I mean, I know from what we've talked about, you know, you may not get back in time to catch the sort of interim show. Um, but, you know, are you, are you looking forward to the next iteration? So I, uh, I can't tell a story without telling a pre-story. My first trip <laughs> to Walt Disney World was in 98. I saw Tapestry of Nations Parade. Right. And... I still think about how great the Tapestry of Nations parade was, um, especially because it kind of led into Illuminations. And so I'm always excited to see the next thing, whatever that next thing happens to be. Um, but I also am not um, going to go all out and openly weep if. I'm the one that has to go back to the room and miss the re the replacement show because the babies just aren't cooperating. Sure. I get that. Well, you know, and that's the good side of the new show being, you know, a couple of years away at this point because the babies won't be babies at that point. They may still behave like that, but hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so, Epcot had its challenges. If you had to pick a highlight, though, of your your time in Epcot, you know what what stands out as something that that was positive that that everybody really did enjoy. Um, we did get a uh, fast pass. We, sorry, Frozen is amazing. Seeing my daughter, who loves Frozen, ride the Frozen ride is just that for me makes Epcot fantastic. Um, it really is just one of those things that, um, 
is just enjoyable. When like you, you can say all the time, you go, oh, I like watching Disney through the eyes of my kids. But sometimes it's like I really wish my kids liked like uh, Big Thunder Mountain a whole lot more than they do because that's one of my favorites. But that didn't, ha- you know, it was it was great. It was wonderful. Good, good. So you get a great experience at Frozen Ever After, and um, that's that's you know your your Epcot day was a successful day because there was this great experience that you'll always remember and your kid will always remember. Um, exactly. So so if we hop ourselves from Epcot and whether this was your next park day or not doesn't really matter. We'll just you know for our purposes take a uh, nice little friendship boat next door to. Uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios, and you know you were in Disney's Hollywood Studios um, right after Memorial Day. So, you know, Toy Story Land is a year in operation. Uh, Galaxy's Edge is not quite ready yet. Is is Disney's Hollywood Studios? And this is the question I keep asking people as we ramp up to um, you know Galaxy's Edge opening right around the corner. But even before Galaxy's Edge opened, is is Disney's Hollywood Studios on this trip a full day park for you all? Yes. Um, it was. We made it a full day park. We didn't. That was our best park day for a number of reasons. And it was also the single worst day I have ever had at Walt Disney World ever, bar none. Ouch. So what happened? The girl went missing. Oh, no. And it was in the afternoon. We are over by the back lot. We half the party. Um, and this is just the, the um, eight of us. So my wife and I and our um, six kids. Right. The older boys wrote Star Tours. Wife, two babies, girl, went to back lot and they got a couple of plate of French fries maybe or something just to like – Hold them over. We finished Star Tours. What are we going to do? Oh, we could do this. We could do this. We could do this. Let's walk over to the um, meet and greet that's over by the um, old Playhouse Disney, Disney Junior, um, over in the the Star Wars meet and greet area. in, In the launch bay. Okay. Launch bay. That was the word I couldn't remember. So we're standing outside of Star Tours, there's Jedi Training Academy, and it's kind of getting going, like the they're walking out, ready to swing their swords around, and we walk away. And we get to the archway between the center and where you go into uh, where Digi Jr.'s on the right, launch base in front of you. And uh, I look around, and I'm like, okay, where, where's the girl? Oh, no. What do you mean, where's the girl? I mean, she's like, there's a stroller and there's babies in the stroller and there's three older boys. There's no girl. And so heartache sets in. The wife takes the stroller and the two babies and sets up camp right in the middle. Of, yeah, because one day uh, is a, a challenging place to have a kid go missing because you've got that one sort of central point but there are at least sort of four corridors that lead off in different directions and that's just for the indoor space let alone the possibility that you know she would have wandered back outside that building so we discovered she wasn't with us before we even made it into the building oh my okay so 
so wife, babies set up camp right in the middle of in front of the Chinese theater. Just uh-huh. like, you know, big open courtyard. The stage was gone, but people weren't filling in yet for fireworks. So she sets up camp. The older boys all have phones. So one went towards Toy Story Land, one went towards the front of the park, one went into Launch Bay, and I went back where we were. Um, while she was standing there, a Dis G wife approached a Disney cast member and said, Hey, daughter, she's wearing the same color hat that I have. Like that was kind of like done on purpose. It was this bright right. pink hat that had Mickey hands making like a heart. So I would say all in all, Disney was amazing. Okay. They were absolutely amazing. So, uh, after we found her, which of course we did, um, and it was maybe seven minutes total that she was gone. But those are the worst seven minutes of your life. Oh yeah, just awful. Um, what wound up happening was we thought she was with us when we walked away, but she started watching the Jedi Training Academy show. Oh, so she just kind of so, got caught up in the show and lost track of the fact that you all had walked away. Exactly. And so we'd been doing this whole, like, count off every tr- every time we'd go anywhere, and everybody was, like, starting to roll their eyes at me whenever we would do it. And then this time we don't, and then she just starts watching the show. <sighs> so after uh, a couple of minutes into the show, she realizes that we're not there. And instead of walking, because she does, she's eight. She doesn't really know the parks the way that a grown up or even an older sibling are going to know the parks. Right. Um, she walked instead of walking, you know, past Indiana Jones towards the center. She walked down towards the Muppet Theater and found a DVC cast member, like just somebody standing there, and said, "I don't know where my family is." And they go. Okay, and so they radioed the Disney folks who at that point were staying with the wife in the center of the park to kind of keep that way we all knew where to go. And they said, okay, she's over here. And the wife, you know, they kept her there. The wife picked her up over there and it all wound up working out. Um, But that was the worst. Um, Just, just awful. Um, so, but Disney, like to their credit, they were very accommodating. Number one, they said, this isn't even the first kid that we've lost today. And that's (laughs) right. This is reality. True or false doesn't matter. It made us comforted. Right. As, as parents who couldn't find their kid for those seven or eight minutes, it comforted us. And, and they, whether or not, like I said, it doesn't matter if it's true. Um, but like, you know, they were on it. Just kudos for them for being right. just well, on and, it. And you know what? Um, the best part is that, that your daughter never felt in danger. And, nope. you know, they they were on top of it in keeping her calm and relaxed. They were on top of it in terms of keeping, you know, you as calm and relaxed as you could be. And I, I've been there. I'm the parent, been the parent who's been in that situation too. That adrenaline rush is hard to get away from. Um, but, you know, they, they do their best to keep everybody calm and, and 
these situations resolve themselves much faster than you would ever imagine it being possible. And that's without even really, you know, GPS tracking the kids. Cause, cause there were people who were all kinds of nervous about, you know, with, with magic bands, you know, Ooh, are they going to be tracking our kids into the bathroom and all this stuff? And it's like, no, that's not the point. But, you know, it, without having to do those things, right? The way that they distribute cast members around, they've got procedures in place that they follow effectively. And, you know, within seven minutes from the opposite side of the park, you relocated your kid. Exactly. And so then it's like, but then, so that was a bad thing to experience when it was, we, we needed to kill time between, um, riding, uh, we were waiting for fireworks. Like that's all we were doing. It was like trying to wait for the fireworks to start. And so it was like, you know, six, six 30. It's, it's too soon to just sit and start waiting, but it's, it's, you can't really ride something cause you might miss the good spot for sitting and waiting. So that's why we've decided on launch bay because we figured, Hey, we could hit a couple of things. There's not going to be super long lines and somebody can leave a little early if we need to go get our spot for fireworks right, before sure. it starts filling in. And then instead we just ran around like crazy. And then once we found her, <laughs> right. we're like, and we're all staying here together forever. Yes. Nobody's <laughs> moving. <laughs> Hold hands. Link up. So that was, that being said, and like I said, I just kind of wanted to get that like out of the way and 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 just give Disney the kudos that they deserve for for their ability to track the child, their calming their calm demeanor towards the parents, um, their internal radio handling of everything was just top notch. Okay. Okay. Um, we did not we we couldn't get a Slinky Dog Fast Pass, so we did get a Toy Story Fast Pass. So again reading the boards, knowing what to do, we got in line for Toy Story first. Um, the fact that they have the umbrellas up is fantastic um, to keep guests in the shade as much as they can. Yeah, that area that, is still really overexposed, and I, it, I wish they had done more with landscaping to help with that. It It is. Um, and there was... Uh, the line kind of extended down back into this, like cast member only like big gate where this <laughs> Yikes. was and like the sun's there and then like so people were forming this u shape in order to stay in the shade and stay out of the sun it was kind of amusing so um but the the rest of the queue once you get into the queue and you really feel like you're in andy's backyard um that's that's great um the kids liked the ride itself. I liked the ride itself. Um, I felt, and and I, I felt the ride was worth a sixty-minute wait. Um, if if I walked up to Slinky Dog again, and it was sixty minutes was the posted wait time, then I would be fine waiting that length of time for that ride right but that would be it so like you know and for me by comparison seven doors mind train is probably at this point now that i've ridden it if it if i don't have a fast pass and the line's not 45 minutes i'm not gonna ride it yeah 
Yeah, I, I can get that. And that makes sense. I mean, you know, I think we all have the bulk rate or, you know, the bulk point at which we're not going to wait anymore for a particular attraction. And an hour, to me, mm-hmm. an hour is a pretty solid, you know, recommendation for an attraction, given that you're a veteran Disney Parks you know, aficionado, so to speak, so that, that you know, you, you have some reasonable comparisons for it, right? And so an, an hour is a pretty good long wait. Oh, it is. But there's stuff to do in the queue. Yeah. Um, meaning things to see. Um, if I'd have had my camera, I could have taken pictures of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, that aside, uh, you know, the queue is really very well done and it's, it's cute. You want to take pictures of it. So that was, that was nice. Um, I also rode whatever the official name for alien saucer spin. Um, I rode that one with the almost three-year-old and the girl, because the three of us would fit, um, right in one seat in the saucer at the same time. Um, and he, that was the longest he waited for any one ride, and he is a wild child. I mean, just <laughs> so the fact that he waited in that line um, really was um, his best um, behavedness on the trip. Um, you know, I don't care how many parents were there were judging me for having my kids on a leash, um, but I did, and. Uh, you know, I guess it's kind of okay. They are rescues in a sense. So it's kind of okay. <laughs> Hey, you 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 had experienced losing one as it is. I don't <laughs> hardly blame you for wanting another active one to be on a leash. Right. Uh or if depending on which uh sitcoms you watch, it's a child safety tether. There we go. All right. Um so Alien Saucer, nothing but good things to say. Um, Toy Story Mania, I did not wind up with the baby handicap compared to the wife, and so I won. Um, but it doesn't really count because she had the baby handicap, um, which is when you have to hold one of the kids in your lap. So right. you, you should win when you don't have that <laughs> child in your way. Um, but you know, we we had seen Star Wars fireworks when we were there back in um, uh, the fall of 2016. Okay. Um, and so we had convinced everybody, you know, we should see Star Wars fireworks. And I have not seen Fantasmic probably since 2006 or so. And I feel badly about that. But at the same time. I like the Star Wars fireworks enough to keep skipping Fantasmic to keep seeing Star Wars fireworks. Yeah. No, I mean, and and to be honest, I mean, there's been more update and change to the Star Wars Galactic Spectacular fireworks in that time period than there has been to Fantasmic. The official policy is that you can see both. Yeah, and it's theoretically possible. I don't think but, you can really enjoy either that way, though. And that would be my that would be my fear is that I really don't think I could like I'd be looking at my watch going, God, I hope they haven't started yet. Oh, they hope they haven't started yet. Okay, come on, Mickey. Yes, the I mean, just maybe someday in the future I'll like plan two evenings at Hollywood Studios to do one, then do the other. But um, for now, I was my our our guests were like, should we? do fantastic or should we do fireworks? And I said, 
I've got to say you should do fireworks. Yeah. I'm like, oh, we we really like Fantasmic, and will the baby like Fantasmic? I'm like, she's going to like the fireworks better. And, of course, she did, and it wound up being the right call for everybody. Right, because you know what? When it comes down to it, for the baby, bright lights are bright lights, and you know the Star Wars bright lights were just as good or better than the Fantasmic bright lights. <laughs> exactly. So that worked out real well for us there, and so we were all very, very happy with, with how that wound up happening. Good, good. Um, all right, so overall, good day at Hollywood Studios after you recovered from the adrenaline shock of a disappearing child. Yeah, yeah it's good day, good day, good day. Oh, crap. Well, at least it ended with great fireworks. All right. Um, so two parts down. Next one up, let's let's talk about Magic Kingdom. Um, you know, that was obviously an important destination because you had two little ones, and, you know, that was going to likely be – sort of the the place where where you would expect at least them to have the most to engage them. Um so let's let's talk just kind of in broad strokes about about Magic Kingdom. What stood out about being in Magic Kingdom on this particular trip and, and in particular kind of with, you know, this particular traveling party. Uh what stood out was again that I screwed up. <laughs> okay. Um so this was the second real screw up of the trip we arrived at the magic kingdom after the opening show which in and of itself is not screwing up right. i mean we we arrived at um nine let's say oh two okay. okay so it was a narrow miss right but because we were just those two minutes late we weren't able to be one of the first people in the seven tours mind train queue that was the plan and as soon as i realized we weren't going to be in the queue but rather like way far in the back we should have scrapped it been like nope not gonna do it we'll go right big thunder we can get big thunder done splash mountain done in like 20 minutes or we can stand in this and I missed it. And so we were just behind schedule because I did that wrong. Yeah. Well, and I, that's a hard lesson for all of us who are planners, you know, is that, that you, you put so much time and effort into building a plan and you kind of get, you, you buy into your own plan. And we always forget that the last line on the plan is always, don't forget to adapt to changing circumstances. Yeah. And so like, so she... I had the the babies in the stroller, and we went through not the bag check, and she took the um, the food bag and the diaper bag, and she's going to wait for the bag so that way we can run, you know, and, and right, get right. in line right away. <sighs> but then we were just far enough out of the way that it just threw it all to heck in a handbasket, and then they wanted to reconvene you with all 13 on main street for pictures with a photo pass. And when we did that by then it was like, yeah. So that, that day just started off wrong. Yeah. And that's hard. That's hard. Especially because, you know, you feel a burden for that because you did the planning and you feel like you, you, you know, messed it up. Yes. And so that's, that took longer to shake than probably it should have. Um, what helped was going to get citrus swirls. Um, 
So <laughs> one, once we got ice cream, everybody's happy and nobody cares that we're eating ice cream at 10, 15 in the morning. You know, it's vacation. It's what you're supposed to do. Hey, 10 o'clock um, ice cream is a thing. Thanks again to John Nidzwicki for, for calling, you know, giving it a name. But I, I am all for 10 o'clock ice cream. And, and so I had the, again, um, the Dole Whip with the pineapple upside down cake. I don't know if you've had that one. I, I haven't. I saw it and I saw it like 30 seconds after I ordered and it was kind of too late. <laughs> and so I went over and I ordered the, the Dole Whip for one of the kids with whom I was with because the wife got, I, I had done a rider swap for whatever it was. Um, and she went and got ice cream for everybody else. And so then I went to meet her. Um, I think, and so I went over and I ordered a pineapple for myself and a regular Dole Whip for the girl. Okay. Okay. No problems. And the guy brings me a Dole Whip and a Dole Whip. And I said, I, th- I swear I thought I said pineapple. I apologize if I didn't say pineapple upside down cake, but I was really hoping. Oh, and he goes, oh, no, you totally said pineapple upside down cake. And he turns and he's like taking this perfectly good Dole Whip towards the trash can. I was like, if, if you're just going to sump that, we'll take it, you know. <laughs> and he's like, well, I can't give it to the next guy in line because that's not what you're allowed to do. Right. So, OK, so now all of a sudden I've got three ice creams and only two hands. Oh, like, bonus Dole Whip, but hard to, yeah. hard to carry it. Yeah. So walk over and sticking to myself by the time I get to the table where we were. Um, and then she took the kids with the other fast pass and they went and did their thing. I've got babies and they're like, she's like, don't let them fool you. They've had a ton of ice cream already. I was like, that's fine. You know, take a bite, give them a bite, take a bite, give them a bite. Because sure. I had the extra ice cream anyway. That's how you keep them occupied, right? Yeah. So, but they, uh, you know, they love People Mover because, you know, it's up in the air and the wind kind of blows and, oh, yeah. and they can actually do that ride. Um, they liked Peter Pan, even though we really haven't watched it yet. Um, they, uh, they were into Peter Pan. Um, I don't think we did small world sitting here talking to you um but you know we we did a rider swap for big thunder we did a rider swap for um splash mountain so those those things wound up working out pretty well overall um the rider swap the ice cream and everything like that right i mean it really sounds like once you got past the rough start to the morning you settled into your groove and you know hit everybody's highlights and got to enjoy your day in the park um to a point yes uh it got to be nappish time you know like uh uh, uh we did the uh the first haircut okay um, right at harmony at, barbershop at harmony barbershop we did first haircut for the little one because the big little one also got his first haircut there in January of 2019. So we had the opportunity to do for the little one as well. So we did. Um, Festival of Fantasy Parade. I tried to arrange the barbershop appointment to end as the Festival of Fantasy Parade was coming by. And that wound up working out. So I was very excited about that particular piece of planning. Nice call. That's hard. Um, and 
the downside there um, was that uh, when the snuggling duckling float comes by, the guys aren't like really swinging it anymore just okay. because of how it has to, you know, it's right there. So, yeah, but, but that's okay. Um, but when that ended, uh, the kids were kind of like, we kind of want to go swimming a little bit. And I'm, I'm like, well, we're right by the front of the park. Let's, let's head back to the resort. Um, so we did, we did that. And then, um, I'm like, to this day, I've been since happily ever after opened, I've been to Walt Disney world, something like three times and still not seen happily ever after. Oh, I ouch. had it's a great show. A really too. weird. Re- I had a really weird, really bizarre emotional connection with wishes. Uh, okay. Like wishes make made me cry more than once like i sure. i had this uh, and no it wasn't that it was like a great it was great fireworks show but there was no, something no, but you had deeper. an emotional connection to it and that's that's absolutely i mean you're not the first person who said that on this show let alone said it in general so we it came time to go see have to leave and really it was like we might get a snack we might do a ride that short, but the reason we are returning to the Magic Kingdom is to watch this show. So I put on my shirt that's a map of the Magic Kingdom because it's awesome. Okay. And and go back to the Magic Kingdom. I think maybe we caught Country Bears. Maybe we bought some popcorn, and then we sat down um, in the hub behind um, or in. I don't know if it's in front of or behind. I guess it depends. We could see Walt and Mickey's face on the partner statue. Okay. So, would you call that so, in front of the statue or behind the statue? Doesn't matter. So you were you were you were in front of the statue, but uh, but behind it from the perspective of the castle. It was between the castle oh, and you. Exactly. Yes. So we sat down right in the middle of Main Street. I'm like, I am going to watch this show because I still not watched this show. Um, we sat there probably for 90, maybe two hours. And it, um, it was great. As mm-hmm. far as show quality, I will sit here and tell you that I think the show itself is better than wishes. I still don't have that same emotional connection to it but the actual entertainment value is superior and that's fair i mean i i think it's a fantastic show and i have my own emotional connection to happily ever after i had an emotional connection to wishes it's a different connection clearly mm-hmm. but you know i i think that that for me i find the happily ever after show feeling to be for lack of a better way to put it, it, it feels more authentic to me. I felt like wishes, the emotional response to wishes felt like it had been manipulated or manufactured in a way that I feel like happily ever after doesn't, doesn't, you know, force it. But maybe, maybe I, I'm alone with that. I, I, I definitely recognize what you're saying. And I think that I would, I would be hard pressed to, discount that um <laughs> so so we we met up with our with the other group that had been at magic kingdom all day um you know 
the the hardest part of the day. I mean, waiting in lines with little ones is hard. Stroller parking is difficult. Holding them in a line when they don't want to be held in a line is hard. But all of that paled, paled in comparison to the difficulty of finding a table at Cosmic Rays at lunchtime. <laughs> I mean, we were throwing elbows and it was it got ugly quick trying to just sit down long enough to eat a peanut butter sandwich. Oy vey. Um but we uh you know that was uh that was its whole other thing. No, we had a we had a great Magic Kingdom day, though. Right. And it, uh, and it sounds like, the, again, the bottom and, line and, is you hit a lot of highlights and, and I'll give you all the credit in the world. Uh, you know, I generally end up getting to experience either the afternoon parade or the nighttime fireworks. Rarely do we manage to do both in the same day, right? Because either so, we hang out long enough in the morning to catch the the parade and then we're too wiped out to come back in the evening for the fireworks or we cut out early so that we can rest up and be back for fireworks. So she did not make the happily ever after. She stayed back in the room with the babies so that I – and I had told her in advance, like, I really want to see the show. I really want to see the show. I would – you know, and she's like, the babies are not going to let you enjoy this show. Take one or two of the older kids and enjoy the show. And I took um, the girl and my uh, youngest son – He's 11. So it was 11-year-old, the 8-year-old, and myself that were there for that. Um, the oldest didn't want to go because uh, he was watching Stanley Cup Finals because your St. Louis <laughs> Blues were playing in the game. Okay, fair And enough. I am I'm a jinx. If I watch the game, the Blues do not win. Like, Oh, so it worked out perfectly it, for your son and that he got yes. to watch the game and he got to make sure that you wouldn't be watching the game. Exactly. So that wound up, it did. It worked out really well. Um, I watched, you know, I really enjoyed the happily ever after the kids that were there enjoyed the happily ever after it, it could have gone a lot worse. It didn't. That was great. Um, all right. So, so great day at magic kingdom overall, one park left and I I left it because we're going to tie back to, to your resort. Um, Animal Kingdom Lodge. You, you had a day to spend mm-hmm. at Disney's Animal Kingdom, and uh, maybe before even we get to that that park day, let's let's circle back to a couple of issues that we kind of alluded to as we started and we're talking about the resort. And that is your plan going in was to do quite a bit of meal preparation in the the kitchen in your suite. I mean, it's a, a fully equipped kitchen. You've got good tools to use there. Um, You had your car because you drove down from St. Louis. So, you know, it was not a big deal to run and get groceries. How did that plan pan out? Okay. So, yes, we did drive down, but I will say that we we now, because we have an eight-person family, we now own a 12-passenger minivan. Um, Just, or not minivan. Van. A 12-passenger van. van. Yes. Sorry. Like, sorry. Um, So, Driving that particular beast on Disney's property is a lot less – it's a lot of work. We'll just leave it at that. Right. Um, the parking garage – there's a parking garage at Animal Kingdom. So I was – I measured before we left so that I knew my vehicle was 7 foot 2 inches tall. If you drive a vehicle that's 7 foot 2 inches tall into a garage that has an 8 foot clearance, it doesn't 
matter that it says it's eight foot. You are convinced you are going to hit because you sit so high. I've had that experience of of ducking as you go in. Yeah, it's like, what am I really doing here by ducking? It doesn't. I know, help. but it's you reflexive. That, but you you, you have to. Yeah. Um, so parking it under the um, Kidani Village, um, it was uh, it was a little bit. It wasn't scary because, like I said, I knew it would fit, but that doesn't make mean it was something I was. I was not excited at driving the vehicle to the parks on a regular basis if we didn't have to. Sure. Um, that being said, we did plan and are glad that we did drive to Animal Kingdom when that when that time came. We drove to Animal Kingdom because it was close, because we were taking more things with us, because our plan when we went to Epcot was to take everything and not have to come back. And we realized real early that that was a stupid plan. So we... <laughs> We, we made that adjustment by the time it was Animal Kingdom Day. Um, so we put all of the ice packs and lunch and everything into the car with the plan of getting it at lunch time. Um, rather than having to leave and come back, we could just do right. the bag check twice, if you will. Um, but we still wanted to get to line for Flight of Passage. Yes. Okay, so uh, early magic hours are, let's say, 8 o'clock. There's a million people there, and we go in the line, and we get in line, and we're going to do Flight of Passage and do the rider swap for Flight of Passage. So it's myself and uh, my family of five that can ride the ride. Okay. And then I have the two little babies. And then the other group is, you know, mom, dad, grandma, grandma, and baby. And they're going to do the rider swap for their group. And the cast members were like, no, you're all part of one group. You only get one rider swap. And we're like, we know them, but we're not here with them. There's, there's their group gets rider swaps in this group. So you know, I get three and, and they get three. And uh, so we're having this argument with the cast member who's like manning the, the rider swap. And right. meanwhile, there's just teams of people streaming past. You know, we're not going to wait for them to have this fight. You know, we're losing right, the right. spot in line. Uh, eventually, we got, you know, three people for each of us so that I could take two of the other kids and he could take, you know, his mother-in-law, um, again. So they finished waiting in line and the other dad and I now have three babies and we rode Navi river journey three times <laughs> waiting for, and he had a fast pass for it for later in the day. Oh my so, so he wound up riding Navi River Journey four times in one day because we, you know, it's a five minute wait right, at right. eight o'clock in the morning. He could sing along with the shaman by the end of the day. By the and so you know we did the first one. Oh, do you want to do it again? Yeah, we want to do it again. All right, we've got nothing else to do because the other people are just waiting in line. So we did it again and we did it again. Uh, so then they finish and and while. Um, the group was waiting in line. One of the grandmas had said to uh, one of my children, hey, 
I'll let you take the rider swap and go a second time um, out of the goodness of my heart. And she didn't have to do that. And, and it's like, that's, that's fine. We really appreciate it. Okay. She finishes the ride and says, uh, I think I'm going to ride a second time. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but we, we got to ride, um, we got to ride Flight of Passage, which is wonderful, of course. Um, we got on Everest. Um, we did we did well with the rider swap for Everest. We did a dinosaur. We had a great Animal Kingdom day overall. I don't think we rode the safari um, because, again, we were staying at the Animal Kingdom Lodge so we could see the animals. I know they're different animals, but by then the line was too long and I still didn't have the camera battery and I was still upset um so we didn't ride safari but we had a really good animal kingdom day overall excellent um and so that was did you stay for rivers of light so no and i it the kids were done at like seven and so i drove back or got in the car drove it was our last night. It was the Friday that we were there. It was our last night. And I was like, I, I, I can start preloading the car or I can try to rush, try to see Rivers of Light. So we just kind of called it for an early evening. Right. That's, that's reasonable. I mean, look, the, the reality is that you were looking down the barrel of what, about a 17-hour drive the next morning? Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 – It'd be a lot better if we were, you know, even on the other side, if we were a Missouri, an Illinois family, like if we just lived like on the other side of the river, it would, it really would save like 40 minutes off the drive, but whatever. Yeah. Um, It's hard. It's hard really to feel like there's a, that big a difference, you know, 40 minutes off of a 17 hour drive, but, but you know, I hear you, but, um, all right. so, 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 so no, so we go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so instead of of leaving and coming back, we left with the idea of maybe coming back, but, and we might get to this, the room location, by the time we got back to our room, I was not in the mood to go back to a theme park. Right. Sure. You'd cooled off, you'd relaxed a little bit, and frankly, those rooms are comfortable. The, and the the room is the room location. On the other hand, was really what made me have to stay at that point. Ah, and okay, so that's a good point. We didn't really get into this. So um, you were staying at, at Kidani Village, and I think a lot of folks who even are familiar with Animal Kingdom Lodge don't really kind of comprehend what it can mean to be staying in a room at Kidani Village when you have in your head that you're staying at animal kingdom lodge. So to so talk so, a little bit about, you know, the, the issues there. Right. So when we arrived, um, we, we knew we were staying at Kidani village. And so Jumbo house is the one that shaped kind of like a U with the Savannah in the middle. Um, and then Kidani village is shaped kind of like, we'll go with number three. Um, yeah. Uh, inverted the other way. I guess yeah, yeah. that's a letter E ish. Okay. Um, so we check in and the guy told us our room wasn't ready and everything like that. Eventually we got to our room. Well, 
our room is on the second floor, but it was the very last room on the floor. Ouch. Not one of those like, oh my gosh, it's the last room, but really it's like then there's another wing and then there's you – know, no, this was all of the way to the end, then all of the way to the left. That was our room. When we would look out, we could see hotel rooms on the other side of the savannah from the – I truthfully didn't entirely know what I was looking at until I looked at a map again and realized that I was seeing Jumbo House. Like it – how right. Jumbo House was shaped. Like, you were looped back around to the other side. Yes. So I count – or I had a pedometer and I looked and I counted and – from the elevator at the lobby to our room was 500 steps. And you'd think like that's not a lot, but my gate is three and a half feet because I'm so tall. Right. I mean, you're talking like it's legitimately a quarter mile from the lobby to our room. Yeah. And what that so just- once you get to the room. Yeah, no, go ahead. So so once you get to the room, you really got to want to leave for some reason or another. Otherwise, you're just peachy sitting out on the balcony <laughs> with a cup of whichever time of day it is, be it coffee or scotch, to just sit and stare at some of the animals because you really just don't want to leave at that point. <laughs> yeah, it's a hike. It really is. And and. You know, there's really no way to to prepare for that. I mean, you can make room requests; they do their best to fulfill them. But the bottom line is that that that's part of the issue there. And you know, the one the one nice thing about it is that you had your car there, and you can park in the garage underneath, and you can, you know, I I always struggle. Right, the first day I can never get it right, but by the third day I can usually, you know, put the car in the right part of the garage so that I can go, you know, relatively straight down to where the car is. Yes, and that we did eventually figure out, but at the same time, 12-passenger van, regular-sized parking spot, there's some issues there, which, again, like I said, we got it figured out. Um, It was close enough to the secondary pool at – or there's a Kadani Village pool, and then there's the um, Jumbo House pool. Right. Um, And we were – fairly close to the Kadani village pool, um, which was great. And when it came time to try and sneak glances at the hockey game, I uh, loaded my uh, cargo shorts. A friend of mine refers to them as purse pants, but (laughs) I I put a couple of uh, 16 ounce friends in my pockets and went down to the bar and uh, had, had uh, watched part of the game. Uh, the, I watched the Blues score a goal, and I was all kinds of excited. Yay, maybe I'm not a jinx. And then the Bruins scored another scored a goal and then got ripped. <laughs> yes, with yes, you one. are. I said, yes, yes, I, I am a jinx. It doesn't matter. So I, I didn't watch. Do you know how hard it is to not watch the Stanley Cup finals when your team is in it until there's five minutes left in game seven? But I did it because the city's more important than me watching hockey. And they all appreciate it. <laughs> um, but no, but there, so so the room was really far away. It was nice once you got there, but when it came time to decide to go back to the room or decide to leave the room, you really had to weigh your pros and cons. Yeah, it's a challenge. 
Um, all right. So, so now that we've kind of covered the range, um, time for our sort of wrap up kind of questions. So the first one I have is sort of the, the overall catch all. Oops. What did I miss? Is there anything that, that was a significant issue on this trip? Something that really stands out, but somehow we missed bringing up. I killed, well, I almost killed my, my wife on the trip. Oh, well, um, that would be fairly major. I woke up on the first morning that we woke up and she had packed a bunch of fancy coffee and I made coffee and I made biscuits and I made eggs and she's just dying all day. She couldn't figure it out. Why am I sick? Why am I sick? Second day, same thing. Turns did you out I've been making decaf. So she had a pounding headache. Because she had a caffeine headache. Oh, you were giving her caffeine withdrawals. Yeah. You cruel, cruel man. Once we figured that out, I couldn't wake up. I was like, why am I having such a hard time waking up? I I had my regular cup of coffee this morning. I don't know what's wrong. Yeah. I'm a horrible person. (laughs) So that's... Let that be a warning to everyone. Look carefully at those packets and make sure that the coffee you're making is the correct version. Yes, um, that's that's the biggest one that that I that happened that I really address. Okay, uh, and so aside from that, um, let's turn our, our our attention to things maybe a bit more positive. And I always like to ask mm. folks, you know, every trip has that indelible moment—the one that, out of all the trips you've taken, out of all of the visits to Walt Disney World, you know, this particular memory instantly reminds you of that trip right, of this particular trip. It's unique to this trip. So what is that, you know, this is the trip in a capsule moment memory? So I think it's the pool because unlike a majority of the other trips that we've been on, where it's been park, 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 we went to the pool on our day zero, our non-park day, which was the Monday, right. the Memorial Day, and they loved the pool. And we go to the parks, and they love the parks, and we've been to the parks a lot, and they do the parks, but they loved the pool. My my daughter threw on the life jacket so that she would be fine going down the big slide. She, she can swim, but she's just more comfortable in a life jacket, so they – loved the pool the kitty splash zone for the little guys the zero entry for the little guys the slide for the bigger ones i know it's silly when you go all the way to walt disney world and what you say is god i love the pool but for this particular animal kingdom lodge kadani village stay they loved going to the pool yeah and and I think that's a great example of, of, you know, it's, it's something that it might, it probably wouldn't be right. The one moment for another trip, but for this particular trip, given the age of the kids, where you stayed, the overall context. Yeah. It's going to be the thing that is, is the memory of the trip. Um, and then, you know, yeah. we dropped a number of these sort of truth bombs along the way, but for somebody who might be considering a, a trip with, a larger family like this. And and they're looking at, you know, dealing with the challenges of age ranges and number of people and all of that. What, what is the one most valuable, best piece of advice you can give them, 
either the thing that you think makes the, the biggest difference in allowing you to be able to really enjoy the trip, or maybe that one thing that, that you learned from this trip that you wish you'd known before. Well, as we've alluded to, like you said, always being willing to adjust to changes in your plan, that's key. I mean, you know that better than anybody, but I'd forgotten that in the moment. So remembering in the moment, like, change the plan when the plan requires changing. Otherwise, though, knowing that not everybody wants to do the same thing and and being okay with that. So sure. I know a lot of the trips I've been on where it's like, I want to do this and I want to do this. And you're like, well, somebody's got to lose. This trip was very much like no one has to lose of the, I want to do this, but I want to do something else because there's so many grownups that are there. There's so many kids that are there. There's so many kids that act like grownups that it didn't, you know, my, my, the two of the boys, they're 16 and 14. We want to go wait in line and ride test track. Okay. That's, that's perfectly acceptable yep. for those two to go do They're they don't need me in line with them for test track. I can, you know, play at the Mission Mars playground with the babies while they're doing test track. It's sure. it's fine. And so it's not it's not doing that for me at least. It's remembering that that's okay. Sure. Um and the other thing is like to make sure that you tell everybody if you, there's a dinner that you want to it's okay to have meals without each other. It's okay to plan meals without each other. Like nobody's going to get heartbroken that you went to Acker Shoes and we went to Sunshine Season. It's okay. All right. Well, those are all great bits of advice. And I think they're all kind of of a piece about, you know, being flexible and adaptable. And uh, I think we can all, you know, get a, a better experience by, by following that advice. So thanks again for sharing it, Bob. I'm happy to. One little spark of inspiration is at the heart of all creation, right at the start of everything that's new. One little spark lights up for you. Oh, hello there. So glad you could come along. I am the Dreamfinder. Musical notes. What delightful melodies those will make. The Walmart that's right across the street from Walt Disney World on 192 uh, doesn't have their whole, like, getting gas thing figured out quite yet. And so when you're in a giant, either a, there was two Suburbans and my van trying to get gas at the same time. And it was just, oh, it ended badly. Oh, it ended so bad. You know what the reason I like recording podcasts about Disney trips is? It means that I've had a Disney trip recently. A figment of imagination.